This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Multimedia. You can find it online at www.mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog, The Whole Dish, at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. Those of you who have been reading my blogs for a number of years have picked up most likely on the fact that I'm not a huge chocolate fan. And and I've said it a number of times, almost apologetically, because for several years, I was on the judging panel of the Oregon Chocolate Festival. And I would kind of joke that maybe I was more objective than some of the other judges, because I certainly don't choose chocolate above all other sweets. And I don't choose just any chocolate either. You know, there certainly are examples, dark chocolate that are much more my speed than just any type of chocolate in any form. So I typically consider myself a fruit person where sweets and desserts are concerned and above all, a fan of eggy, creamy, custard type desserts, creme brulee, bread pudding, rice pudding, those types of things. Um, Anything with a custard base is definitely my favorite. So I was really pleased when my husband and I had the chance to go out for an evening of sort of wine pairing with food done by the chef from one of the local restaurants, Elements, which is the tapas bar um, in Medford. And he had put together, Mike Height, the the chef at Elements, a very, very representative sampling of some of the favorites on Elements menu. And of course, if they're not entirely traditionally Spanish, they certainly like grounded in that cuisine and inspired by the food of Spain. So on the menu was a lovely salad with some mission fig dressing and some serrano ham. There was um, a tortilla, which of course the Spanish tortilla is a potato cake bound together um, with some egg typically. So it's almost like a frittata. Again, custard base that I love. And this one had um, some roasted red bell peppers in it and was just really, really lovely. Some lamb lollipops, ground lamb essentially molded on a skewer and grilled. I present them as a lollipop because a savory one because <laughs> there's sort of like one bite. Really, really delicious. And the meal concluded with that sort of quintessential Spanish dessert flan. And he actually started the meal pr- preparing the flan first because, of course, it has to set. You have to make the caramel. That has to chill before you can pour in the custard base, which bakes in the oven in a water bath. But then that has to be chilled down, you know, so you can unmold it and it doesn't just fall apart. And this was a really, really great introduction to the way things are done in professional kitchens, some of the little tips and tricks, I don't want to say shortcuts, but just um, things chefs, professional chefs have figured out over the years. One of them that I remember he shared for the caramel was that he likes to prepare it in a, a wide skillet. 
instead of a deep saucepan, which is often, most often the instruction in recipes you'll run across for any kind of caramel. And preparing it in a wide skillet, of course, allows it to come up to a simmer more quickly because you've just got a shallower surface area um, that will start to boil more rapidly, of course. And also can keep a closer eye on it because caramel does tend to burn quickly if you're not really watching it. So that was that was kind of cool to take that tip home and incorporate it with the recipes that we had all the written recipes in front of us that we got to take home, which was really, really helpful. The other thing that he shared as well was chilling the ramekins in the freezer first while he's after he's added the caramel sauce so that's setting before putting the custard on top again you know kind of chef's ingenuity you want to get things done quickly not necessarily every recipe will give you that instruction so I definitely took away some tips and confidence that this is something that can be done at home I have Um, individual ramekins to make this I have all of the equipment I need I mean it's it's really very basic cooking it does take a little finesse with that the caramel so it doesn't burn it does take a a little bit of patience to temper the custard mixture um, so the eggs don't scramble and of course that means incorporating the eggs into the hot milk just a bit at a time Um, and whisking continuously you can't just dump it in all at all at once so that was pretty well spelled out as well and very doable for the home cook I posted to my current blog a recipe for flan very traditional from the food of Spain by Claudia Rodin this literally only has four ingredients granulated sugar whole milk vanilla extract, and eggs. Michael Height used egg yolks as well just to make his flan, I think, richer, which is great. It's it's another way that it can be done. But if you want the most straightforward preparation, you don't have to (laughs) separate the eggs, which is another kitchen technique that can take a little bit of practice. This is a very, very straightforward recipe, easily within reach of just about anyone. And in fact, I talked to some of the participants at this particular, wasn't a cooking class so much, it was a cooking demonstration. One of the women who had attended and took home the recipes, of course, I ended up chatting with her. And she said she made the flan for a neighbor's Spanish-themed dinner party, and it just turned out perfectly. It was absolutely beautiful and really well-received. So I would highly encourage anyone to try this. So I'm going to go through the recipe now. This is from the Food of Spain by Claudia Rodin. It actually accompanied a recent article in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch about Spanish food. So it starts with preheating the oven to 325 degrees. In a stainless steel saucepan over medium heat, combine a half cup sugar and a quarter cup water. When that syrup starts to bubble and take on some color, some some light brown color, swirl the pan to spread that out evenly and cook it until it turns a deep amber. 
and swirling quickly watching it again this can get too dark very quickly and it will taste bitter once it gets to to be that amber color immediately pour the caramel into a heat proof mold such as a bowl that holds at least four and a half cups turning and tilting the mold to coat the bottom and sides do this quickly because caramel hardens quickly alternatively you could portion this among about eight individual size ramekins which are somewhere in the neighborhood of about six ounces a lot of the time and proceed with the recipe dividing the mixture caramel and the custard mixture among the ramekins or again can use one larger um, container as your mold in a separate saucepan over medium heat combine two and a half cups whole milk one teaspoon vanilla extract and a half cup granulated sugar white sugar Slowly bring that mixture to a simmer, stirring to dissolve the sugar. Remove from the heat and cool for 10 minutes. In a large bowl, lightly beat four large eggs. Crack the eggs first, of course. (laughs) Beat them with a fork or a wire whisk. Then gradually beat in the somewhat cooled milk mixture. Again, this is called tempering. Add a ladle full at a time, whisking the mixture continuously keep adding ladlefuls of the warm milk mixture until it's well blended and you've eventually incorporated all of it. Pour that into the caramel lined mold or again portion it out among individual ramekins. Place the mold in a large baking pan and pour enough boiling water into the pan to come halfway up the sides of the mold. Bake in the preheated oven. Again, that's 325 degrees for one hour. If you're baking individual ramekins, this will go much more quickly. And you should check them. They should still be a little jiggly. That You don't want them completely hard because the custard will be dried out and probably starting to brown around the edges. So watch it closely when you can kind of jiggle the pan and the custard is still a little jiggly, they're basically done. That that means it's set. Take the mold or the ramekins out of the pan of water, let it cool, and then chill in the refrigerator covered in plastic wrap for at least three hours or overnight. And of course, this is where the chef shortcut comes in. You cook it in individual ramekins. It not only cooks a lot more quickly, it cools a lot more quickly, and you can even chill them down in the freezer in a pinch. So just before you're ready to serve the flan, you're going to try to turn it out of the mold. And to do that, run a small pointed knife all the way around the edges of the mold. Same goes for if you've used a smaller mold such as a ramekin. Place a serving dish on top and there's going to be a lot of caramel sauce so you need a a dish that has a lip that can catch the sauce and very quickly turn it upside down. Lift off the mold. And what you should have is that really, really lovely custard that just sort of spreads out just a tiny, tiny bit at the point where it touches the plate, surrounded by that lovely pool of amber-colored thin 
of course, not sticky caramel sauce. And that's traditional Spanish flan. can find the recipe on my blog at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. <music>